0: Welcome to Emil Franz's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of
1: lawyers. Welcome once again to another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander. Bunker de France is down at the Empire Ranch today, involved in the cowboy festival down there, and Todd Roberts is in Los Angeles, and he's off today. We've got a special program for you. Uh, we're going to uh, listen to an interview from uh, Luther Nally. He was the trail boss for the Sons of the Pioneers for oh more than 40 years. Our friend Susan McRae, the former casting director for the High Chaparral television series, interviewed Luther Nally shortly before he passed earlier this year. And so we're going to present that interview for you. But before we get into that, I want to remind you, next weekend on the 13th of November, from 9.30 to 3.30, uh, you can head on over, if you're in Tucson that is, you can head over to the Tucson Rodeo Parade Museum and uh Check out uh, famous wagons and carriages from your favorite westerns. It's all happening in conjunction with the Mezcal movie set, folks. There'll be carriages on display there from McClintock, Oklahoma, the High Chaparral, Rio Lobo, the carriage of Judge Roy Bean. It's all happening at the uh, Tucson Rodeo Parade Museum. It's November 13 from 9.30 in the morning to 3.30 in the afternoon. And the Rodeo Museum is located at 4823 South. Sixth Avenue here in Tucson. It's free admission, but donations, of course, are requested. All right, we're going to get to uh, Susan McRae and her interview with uh, Sons of the Pioneers member Luther Nally right after these messages. (music)
0: 777 America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help.
1: Welcome back to Amo Franzi's Voices of the West as promised. Up next, the interview with Luther Nally, member of the Sons of the Pioneers. This interview was done by Susan McCrae, and it was broadcast on her nationally syndicated radio program, Getting to Know You. This recording was accomplished just prior to Luther's passing back in January of this year.
3: Hello and welcome to Getting to Know You. I'm Susan McRae. Well, I am so pleased to tell you who my guest is today. First of all, I'm going to tell you about the group. They are the best. Just by their opening lines of a song, you can recognize the distinguishable sound and the harmony that made the Sons of the Pioneers true legends of Western music. And today, my guest is one of those Sons of the Pioneers. Welcome to Getting to Know You, Luther Nally.
4: Well, thank you, Susan. Thank you for having me.
3: It's a pleasure to have you with me. So let's get to know you and how you got to be a part of all of this wonderful group. Okay. Okay. Where were you born, Luther?
4: Uh, I was born in Beaumont, Texas, down in southeast Texas in uh, October 1934.
3: Well, we didn't mean to get personal.
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's okay.
3: <laughs> were, were you raised there?
4: Uh, yes, ma'am. I sure was. Uh until uh, I got out of high school and then, uh, then went on the road uh, playing uh, a little bit when I was around 20 years old and uh, came back home and decided that, that wasn't for me.
3: Well, let me, ta- let me ask you about your parents. Where, where were they born?
4: Uh, my parents were born here uh, uh-huh. in Texas. Uh, uh-huh. And, uh, of course, all my grandparents came from the old country, from wow. Sicily.
3: Oh, that's interesting. Now, what did your dad do for a living?
4: Uh, he was a uh, welder uh, at the shipyard there in Beaumont at Bethlehem Steel.
3: I see. And did your mom work as well? or?
4: No, she worked at home.
3: Right, t- trying right. Trying to
4: take care of four boys.
3: Oh, four boys.
4: <laughs> that,
3: that's a handful.
4: Yes, it is.
3: <laughs> so you've got four brothers. Are they also in music or...?
4: Well, I've just got one brother left, uh-huh. and uh, the the other two have gone on. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, my brother Tommy, mm-hmm. and uh, he still fills in with the Pioneers every now and then. He was with us for uh, about eight years in uh, in the 80s, and uh, he still fills in every now and then when uh, somebody is not feeling well or something.
3: Well, that's wonderful. Were your folks also musically inclined?
4: Uh uh, my dad uh was raised on a sugar cane plantation in louisiana
3: uh-huh. and
4: uh uh one of the uh uh they used to have the uh uh some of the guys uh, that worked there uh one of them played a fiddle and when my dad was a little kid he wanted somebody to play a couple of cards behind him so he showed my dad a couple of chords on the. On the guitar and and he still remembered those for a long time.
3: Be no kidding.
4: And my mother loved music. She didn't play anything, but she loved music. Mhm. She was, was always singing.
3: Was there always music in your in your house? I mean when you grew up, did you hear a lot of music?
4: Uh, not a lot, uh except the 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 noise that me and my brother made. Uh all of my brothers are musicians
3: uh-huh. uh
4: were. Uh, And uh, we made a lot of noise in there, and uh, uh, we didn't have loud record players back then. Sure. uh, But we made a lot of racket with our guitars.
3: That's wonderful. So let me ask you, were you self-taught in all the musical instruments you play? I mean, I read all these instruments that you you just pick them up and play.
4: Well, uh, I... uh, I had some help from friends learning guitar i t- I tried uh by myself first and then uh it w- wasn't getting too far and uh and then a friend uh started showing me and my brother some some different things to do on the guitar mm-hmm. and uh then from there uh, uh just just different people uh kind of took me under their wing and showed me stuff and uh, uh th- and that's the way I learned. And of course uh when I got in high school or, or in, in junior high school uh I I started taking clarinet uh in the band and uh, that kind of stuck with me and uh uh right on through uh the army I I played in the army band also
3: Oh you did that's wonderful Where were you stationed
4: Uh in Germany in uh, Baumholder Germany My god <coughs> That was How back in how long were you
3: uh there? W- one year in 1958.
4: Was that enough? <laughs> <laughs> well, we enjoyed it. Uh uh we uh, uh fortunately our, our job was uh, uh German American relations and uh, all we had to do was go play for the German beer fest and parades and stuff. Oh and my. Uh, and that, that was a lot of fun.
3: I guess it, it wasn't be- like
4: it wasn't like being in the United States, but it was still fun, you know.
3: Sure, sure. So you were in a lot of bands, and and when did you go to Albuquerque? What, what, what promoted that?
4: Well, uh, they uh, I had a lot of guts back then, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, they needed a bass player in Albuquerque, New Mexico, an upright bass player. Hmm. And I never had played upright bass, and I didn't even own one. Mm-hmm. But I said, Yes, I can do it, so really? I went up there, <laughs> and sure enough, there was a guy up there that that had uh an upright bass that he let me uh uh he sold it to me for a hundred dollars, uh-huh. and I paid him ten dollars a week and <laughs> that that kind of got me going there.
3: My goodness, that's amazing! You never played before ever.
4: Not, 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 not an upright bass, but I, you know, you, you kind of, when you play a guitar, you kind of know your way around. Yeah,
3: well, that's the true on too. A bass. Sure. Yeah. Now, now, when, how long were you there? When did you go back to Beaumont?
4: Oh, I, I was there uh, in 1955. Mhm. All of 1955. Uh, there was also uh, I was staying in the same motel with a gentleman named uh, Glenn Campbell.
3: Oh, I think I've heard of him.
4: He, he he was playing uh with his uncle there in uh Albuquerque
3: no
4: and uh, he and i used to go make the record shops and uh, uh back then you could listen to records you yeah, know you could take the records in a booth and listen to them and we had a lot and of those, fun doing those that those
3: were the great days when you could do oh, that yeah. i remember out here i did that too with my girlfriends there was a place, and you'd go into the booth, and it w- it was like you could look out on the street, but you were in the booth, and you could listen to the records.
4: That's right. Oh, and, uh, of course, we couldn't afford to buy any, but we could listen to them.
3: Exactly. You just sat there and listened. <laughs> oh, I loved that, and you could sing along with them.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. That
3: was
4: yeah. So that's funny. back when, uh, of course, I didn't know that uh, Les Paul was. Uh, doing all the recording tricks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought he was doing that, you know, for real.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh doing all the fast stuff and I and I just listened to that and in amazement just saying, Oh my gosh, how can somebody do that?
3: <laughs>
4: and Chet Atkins, I was always a big Chet Atkins fan. Oh,
3: I love Chet Atkins.
4: And uh, of course uh I'm I'm a jazz fan too. I I, I always love Joe Pass and people mm-hmm. like that, you sure. know. Sure.
3: Did you know Boots Randolph, my old friend?
4: I got to meet him. Did you? Uh, we were playing in, uh, the Pioneers were playing in New York, in uh, Syracuse, New York.
5: Mm-hmm. And uh, he
4: was there with Floyd Kramer and, uh, Boots sure. Rand- uh, 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 and Chad Atkins.
5: Right,
3: right.
4: And, uh, and I got to meet him and talk to him and ask him what kind of saxophone he had and what kind of mouthpiece he had. And I came home and bought the same thing.
3: He was a great guy. I, I knew him. For oh,
4: many yeah, years. he was great. Yes, yeah, he
3: was. So, how did the Pioneers approach you? When did that happen?
4: I just happened to, well, uh, a friend of mine happened to uh, know one of the guys in the Sons of the Pioneers, and they came to Houston, Texas for the Fat Stock Show with Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. hmm. And uh, they had called my friend to go, to go, you know, just to go visit with him, say hello. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wanted me to go with him, and I said, well, I couldn't because my wife was not feeling well. And mm-hmm. but anyway, he said you should have come. He said they're looking for somebody that does what you do, hmm. and they needed somebody to play bass and sing tenor. And uh, I said, oh my gosh. So anyway, time went on, and uh, a year later. Uh, my wife kicked me out of the house, put me on a plane, and uh, made me go to California and get a job.
3: Why? And, uh, Cali- why California?
4: Because that's where uh, that's where uh, things seem to be happening. Oh, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, to backtrack a little bit, I just when I was about thirty years old, I just about given up on music. Uh, I've had all I could take of of the beer joints and and the lounges and and. Well, to be honest, the drunks, I just got tired of being around that.
5: Yeah,
4: I know. And uh, uh, so I just about given up, and uh, I was playing, I was uh, working in uh, a music store, We're selling pianos. I was selling and delivering pianos. I'll be. And uh, doing a little electronic work. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so uh, my wife said, well, you know, you're you're going to have to get out there and just do it, so. We didn't have a lot of money, but we had enough money to for her to put me on a plane and, and for a couple of days in a motel. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got a job in a, a well, a music store. Actually, the TV and uh, they sold TVs, stereos, and pianos, mm-hmm. and, and and that's what I got a job selling. And uh, I just so happened to see this guy that uh, was with the pioneers, mm-hmm. and and talk to him and introduce myself. And he told me that he said well, you know, he said, We're still looking for somebody. Okay. And uh, uh so I, I got the audition and uh fortunately enough they uh, they kept me around.
3: You know it's funny, I, I read on this little sheet that uh, that I have here of you that you were never really told that you were hired after you auditioned. Is that right? Yeah,
4: I I kept asking them, I said, you know, uh, what you know, uh and, and, and am I hired or or, or what? You or know? am
3: I just hanging and, around? <laughs>
4: <laughs> and they they never they gave me a definite answer. But when they uh, finally when they told me to go down to uh, uh, they got back then they got their clothes at Nudie's in Hollywood. Right. Uh, and uh, so they told me to go down to Nudie's and get fitted for my two for two uniforms. And I, I, I kind of figured I was hired at that point.
3: I guess you have to assume that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: but it has been it has been such a blast, you know.
3: Boy, how long have you been with them?
4: Uh, I'm in my 42nd year. Oh
3: my goodness! And you've just celebrated. They've just, the group just celebrated what 75 years? 70,
4: 75 last year. That's that's, that's right. Oh,
3: and And.
4: Uh, uh I have uh, a couple of times uh taken off. One time I took off for three or four years back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh uh when my kids were becoming uh, teenagers, I wanted to be around the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, because we were on the road all the time.
5: Sure.
4: And uh and then uh I tried to retire in 04. Uh, mm-hmm. uh and uh and I, I got so dog on board I couldn't stand it. <laughs> yes. And sure enough they uh, they called me by from the pioneers, Dale Warren, who was the uh, leader of the pioneers at the time. They they right. call him the trail boss. Right. And uh uh Dale called me and he said, uh, uh, I'm not feeling well, could you come fill in for me for a couple of days? And mm-hmm. so so I did and uh that couple of days wound up to be about three or four months.
5: Wow. And
4: uh, anyway, so uh, uh, Dale came back, and then the following year, uh, he called me early in the year. He said, why don't you just come on back with a group? And I said, yes, I'm ready. (laughs)
3: Let me in.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So the first thing we did was a grand old opry. And uh, anyway, it's... uh, uh course and then uh did that year and then the following year uh uh Dale Warren, uh who had been the leader for so many years mm-hmm. uh got got sick. he was ill and uh, uh he was in the hospital and he couldn't he couldn't work at all. Oh, and uh yeah. then in August of oh eight he passed away. And uh then they turned it over to me, uh turned the reins over to me.
3: So you're and, the trail uh, boss.
4: So I'm I'm the guy now. I'm the one that has to do all the worrying and everything. Oh
3: my. All goodness. everybody
4: else has to do is just show up, show up to do the show. Oh, But please. I, but I but I do all the other stuff. But well, I I'll, I'll tell you, uh Susan there a wonderful bunch of guys to work yeah. with. Yeah. I I love the music uh and these guys are so great uh, uh to work with. Uh uh got uh, uh, Randy Rudd, who is a fine uh, lead singer. He's got a wonderful voice. And uh, uh, Ken Lattimore sings tenor with us. And I sing the baritone part and uh, uh, play guitar. And uh, Mark Abbott plays uh, the bass, who, who is uh, a very fine bass player. All these guys are good musicians. Uh, Ricky Boyne uh, plays uh, fiddle. Mm-hmm. and he's also a violinist and uh, and Gary LeMaster, uh, uh who is a fine musician he's been with us about 25 years
5: mm-hmm.
4: and uh, he's a fine musician uh plays several instruments and uh the uh, uh we have uh the three guys uh Mark Abbott also the bass player also plays viol- fiddle violin uh, I I say fiddle they're, they're all trained violinists Mm-hmm. But they're also fiddle players there's a little bit of difference
3: yes, there and
4: is. uh so so they uh, uh they get together sometime and and we'll do like three fiddles they'll play a song with all three fiddles and mm-hmm. uh, uh, but we just uh, uh we still sing all the the same songs we sing the songs that uh uh going back uh, uh, Lloyd perryman uh, well the, the group uh first started with the uh, the three guys uh Leonard Sly uh and Bob Nolan and Tim Spencer
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh Leonard Sly later became Roy Rogers and
3: yeah. uh I and don't think add, many people I don't think many people know Roy Rogers real name
4: Yeah, Leonard Sly Leonard. And, uh, of course, they did have it officially changed, legally changed.
3: Yes.
4: Uh, and, uh, anyway, they changed when they added uh, Hugh Farr. All they had was a couple of guitars. Mm-hmm. They were called the Pioneer Trio back then, and uh, that was in 1933. And in '34, they added uh, Hugh Farr, the, uh, the F-A-R-R, mm-hmm. uh, uh, added uh, Hugh Farr uh, as a fiddle player. And they showed up the radio station. They had gone by the the name of the Pioneer Trio before. I and they showed up the radio station with a fiddle player, and uh, the announcer said, uh, oh, well, my gosh, he said, uh, you're too young to be pioneers, and uh, besides that, you're not a trio anymore, so I'm going to call you the Sons of the Pioneers. And that's the way it got its name.
3: That's incredible. You know, I, I read a couple of names on the list of people who used to be uh, members and one of them I had hired years ago for a uh, a little house on the prairie show, and that was Suge Fisher.
4: Oh yeah, yeah.
3: I had no idea Suge Fisher was a member of the Sons of the Pioneers.
4: Yeah, he came in uh, uh, during uh, uh, Pat Brady uh, was uh, uh, a member of the Sons of the Pioneers, right. and during World War when World War Two came along. Lloyd Perryman and uh uh Pat Brady got drafted and that's when uh uh Shug came in that's to play bass and, and do the do do the comedy and uh uh Ken a fellow by the name of Ken Carson, mm-hmm. beautiful uh, voice,
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh, uh came in to take Lloyd Perryman's place. I see. And it's uh
3: wonderful. It's wonderful. I remember in high school, with my girlfriend, we used to sing two songs. We used to sing "Cool Water," and I used yeah. to, and I used to be the one saying "water, water, yeah, water." Yeah, that, that's the
4: best part.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then we used to sing "Tumbling Tumbleweeds."
4: Oh yeah, we still do both of those songs. Do, yeah. and, uh, and and folks say, well, don't don't you get tired of, of doing the same songs every day? And I tell them, not as long as I see some people out there that's enjoying it and have a smile on their face, I'll do it every day. And I and I really enjoy doing it.
6: See them tumbling down, pledging their love to the ground. Free, I'll be found, drifting along with the tumbling tumbleweeds. Cares of the past or behind. No where to go, but I'll find just where the trail will wind. Drifting along with the tumbling tumbleweeds. I know when night is gone, that a new
3: Are they all your favorites.
4: I've got so many, Susan, that I yeah. like. Uh, <clears throat> we've been doing. Uh, we're doing a song on the show now that I like real well, called "Blue Prairie," that was written by Bob Nolan. And it's, it's a beautiful Prairie. song, kind it's of kind you. of a haunting kind of song, you know, in a minor key.
6: Cast a blue reflection in the dew So the wind while on its way Seems to cry and sigh and say Blue
4: That, that, there's so many, so many good ones, uh, and, and we just kind of, uh, we'll forget about songs every now and then, and we'll go back and dig them back up and 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 uh, do them again on the show. Uh, we've got uh, like an hour and a half mm-hmm. uh, on the show that we can do. We do uh, kind of like a chalk wagon show, uh, six days a week out at uh, out at the Shepherd of the Hills. Uh, it's kind of like a Open air thing, a pavilion.
5: Uh-huh. The word
4: I'm looking. For. Uh, it's open on the sides, and and what they do is they serve a big uh, uh, chuck wagon type dinner, and then we do a show.
3: Oh, that's so fun. That's and
4: so fun. Uh, it's just about supper time when we do that, and uh, and we enjoy it. You know, it's it. Uh, uh, of course, we have the the weather. Elements to deal with every now and then, like mm-hmm. like right now. It's uh, in the summertime. It gets kind of warm out there, but
3: yeah. we've got
4: fans and and and, and stuff. So, but uh, it's it, we really enjoy it.
3: Oh, it's wonderful. I, I want to ask you your opinion. What do you think makes the Sons of the Pioneers so special and so popular for young and old? I mean, it just constantly loved by everyone
4: Well uh Susan what we we never have changed when when we do songs on the stage we do them just as they were arranged uh like I say by Lloyd Perryman we do we do the same arrangements we never change we never try to to modernize anything uh mm-hmm. we do them just as they were done mm-hmm. and uh because that's what people expect to hear Right. uh when they come to see us and uh uh we just uh uh try try to try to keep the the style going uh and and we enjoy it we love the music and and that makes a lot of difference when you when you love the music that you're doing
3: that's right that's uh definitely.
4: even though we we have all done other things uh we've all been uh several of us have been in jazz. Uh, we've all played with symphonies. Uh, we played with, like I say, I played with a military band. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, but this, this kind of gets down to, to, to the music that we love to do.
3: Well, I think the way it's written, the way it's sung, it just will never go out of style because.
4: Oh, well, that's right.
3: It's so genuine. You know, it's so good to listen to and
4: well it's about it's about the beautiful outdoors and we do have beautiful outdoors in this country and we love to sing about them
3: it's wonderful
4: you know like the tall timber and and stuff like that
3: oh yeah absolutely well i'm i'm looking at all the achievements and i do want to take a minute to list them because they're incredible and that is you guys are in the country music hall of fame, the cowboy hall of fame, the western music hall of fame, the Texas swing hall of fame. The Cool wa- and, and Cool Water actually was inducted into the Grammy Hall uh-huh. of Fame.
4: That's right.
3: Which I did not know. I was actually singing a song that was inducted into the Grammy There you time. go.
4: You were you were watering.
3: I was before <laughs> my time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is so That's great. Good. That is so great. Well, I just want to tell you that I don't remember a time that there wasn't the Sons of the Pioneers.
4: Yeah. You, you know, we've had a chance to, to back up a lot of people to, you know, to go on the road. Uh, with a lot of people, and then I think one that that uh uh you and your your husband uh were, was connected with with uh, with michael landon
3: absolutely
4: we did we did uh several shows with him we backed him up on several shows
3: well he and, loved uh, working with the sons of the pioneers i know <clears throat> that I know and
4: that. oh my gosh there uh, there was just just a lot of you know uh fess parker doug McClure. Uh there were just so many of them. Of uh, course, and of course, of course Roy Rogers. We did so many things with Roy Rogers. Yes. Uh I, I came in after the uh, after the movie days but did a lot of uh affairs and rodeos and TV mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh with Roy and Dale and uh, they were really really fine people.
3: Well, you know what? You keep rolling along, and you keep doing those great songs, and I know you're a tremendous hit there in Branson, and people love you, and if they're smart, they will go to Branson and look you up, and I'm going to try to do that. I can't wait to get down there.
4: Well, I wish you would, and now you, you, you know how to get in touch with me. Call me, and, and we'll, we'll have a cup of coffee. And uh, I love it. Uh, You'll
3: take me on a cook's tour there you go (laughs) that Uh, would be great
4: well Susan, this has been so nice of you uh, this has really been enjoyable
3: well I have loved talking with you and we have come to the end of our conversation
4: thank you so much
3: well I thank you too and you take care of and I thank all of you for listening so we could all get to know Luther Nally he's a great guy with the Sons of the Pioneers Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I hope you'll join me next Tuesday evening on Getting to Know You. I'm Susan McRae, and this yeah, is Sarah Vision Radio. Good night, main, everyone. Law,
6: drifting along with the tumbling, tumbling.
1: Back with more of Amo Franzi's Voices of the West, after these messages. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. First, contact the Polash Management Company today at polashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Polash Management Company. Property managers you can
0: trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online back- Backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300.
1: You've got some cattle you want, rustled, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. A little lady up the road apiece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step nearer and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchmen to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but like henchmen to pull off the job. What to do?
2: You better start packing a handgun.
1: Call Rent-A-Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what rent hench users have
2: to say. Well, you know, when I joined Rent-A-Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was, and I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you, and that's just a gentle hench. When you need sheer numbers of
1: henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our rent-a-henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly.
2: Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder. Get a Renehance to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone.
1: Renehance, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean.
2: You let me do the work.
1: All right, we're back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. And uh, we're going to continue along the same vein here, uh, playing some music of uh, Luther Annalee when he was with the Sons of the Pioneers he was the trail boss, he was the head man so uh, let's enjoy some Luther Alley music here on Amel Franzi's Voices of the West
4: We're going to do a song that was written by Tim Spencer uh, Sons of the Pioneers recorded it back in the 40's uh, uh, and 50's and uh, it's been recorded by a lot of country artists, uh, of course Tim Spencer made most of his money when Mickey Gilly recorded this song one called A Room Full of Roses.
7: If I said,
1: We'll be back with much more of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West right after these messages. Stay tuned.
0: do 777
1: hello Donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horse Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horse
2: Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army, to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will
1: include the Soldiers' Registry, an electronic record of Americans who have worn the Army uniform, recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit armyhistory.org. We're back with Emil Franzi's Voices of the West and uh, continuing our look at Luther Nally, member of the Sons of the Pioneers who passed in back in January of this year. Not only was Luther the trail boss of the group, he also played guitar, he was also a clarinet player. And this particular tune showcases his clarinet. It's called Just a Closer Walk. That's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Harry Alexander. We'll talk to you again next time on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. So long, everyone.